Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. I'm Janet. I'm Helen. And I'm Mel. So one thing that we've been getting a lot of questions on is about our dating lives. Clearly, people are very interested in our dating. (laughs) Or Uh, the lack thereof. (laughs) (laughs) Both of them are like, lack thereof, I mean. (laughs) But I think it's pretty interesting because we're at a time right now where literally we're in this like weird spot between your like 20s and 30s, 40s, right? Where Mm -hmm. you feel like you're supposed to be in a steady relationship and you should be like building towards the family and all that. And you're at a place right now where it's not college. You are a working professional. Your life is a little bit more stable now. It's a sweet spot of dating and knowing exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. I think in college, you kind of can make careless mistakes and like kind of care time that you should be doing. Exactly. You should be experimenting. That's a time of when you are learning to figure out who you want to have in your life or who Mm -hmm. you want to date. And now you ladies are at a point where it's like you already know who you want to date. So how is dating? now for you ladies huh. well, I looked at Janet and I'm just like okay Save well me. I don't remember if we mentioned this in a previous episode but I think back in December I went on my first date in after over, your relationship after my relationship yeah. it was so nerve wracking I was like so nervous before the date and all this stuff I took a shot before sorry dude if you're listening <laughs> I took a shot before that date but overall it was really refreshing because I think at that point it's been over like 10 months since me and my ex-boyfriend broke up so I'm like you know I think I'm ready to go on a date and the guy I went on a date with was really really nice and it felt like someone I should have been dating or I should date in my next relationship so i think that's why i kind of felt attracted to him what qualities or characteristics did he have well when i talked to my therapist about like potential partner she's like you know you need to find someone who is really secure with themselves and someone who is okay being vulnerable with himself as well Mm -hmm. i think i mentioned before like my friends always say like you should try dating an introvert Mm because i'm such an extrovert an introvert will balance me out and so this guy for me he was an introvert but he also had extroverted tendencies but he was so very secure with himself as a man and very sensitive and like the thing I found interesting was that he wanted to be a therapist 
Hmm. And yeah. I was like, oh, I thought that was really cool because then I think in order to be a therapist, you have to be really in touch with yourself and yeah. like know your weaknesses and whatnot. And we kind of bonded about therapy and like we're both Asian American and like, man, I don't want to <laughs> reveal too much, but I do think he has an artistic background as well. So I was like, that's mm. really cool. Mm-hmm. So I felt like all those things lined up and like our conversations got deep quick and it felt, mm. and it was really silly at the same time. Like it didn't feel like we're trying too hard. So I went on like two dates with him. It felt nice, but the thing I struggled with was like, I'm so used to knowing right away if I like someone or whatever. Mm, But with him, it's like, I don't know. Like, this is great. But is there an attraction there? But... Mm. I think it eventually did not end up working out because I don't think he saw me romantically. I think mm. we gauged, we got along really well as like friends mm-hmm. and like I think I was gaining more romantic interest in him but I think it was that, that timing like maybe he was interested in me. He was also applying for like grad school mm-hmm. so I think timing wasn't right and so we're like what's the point like we're kind of in this weird limbo phase where like you're texting but like nothing's going on so yeah. I think I just like bluntly said like what's going on like are we going on another date or are we just still texting mm-hmm. this whole time? So I think with that situation, he was like, you know what? Hey, like, I don't think I want to pursue it anymore. So I guess you could say I got rejected, but I'm okay with that because going on a date with someone like that felt refreshing. And I'm like, you know what? I want to explore more types of men like this who are mm-hmm. more in touch with themselves and are okay with being vulnerable and right. sharing these things. I'm also really confident as well. So that's what happened. Haven't been on a date since, but I'm okay with that. It's funny because it was revealed during our date that he found the podcast. And I was like, oh, oh hey, shit. hey, 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 uh, yeah. uh, so thanks, thanks, thanks for um, having a couple of great dates with our friend Mel. Yeah, I we had a good time. It, yeah. So I was like, oh, so if you're listening, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, that's what happened? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but overall, he's like, I like the walking away feeling. Like, you know, you're still really like chill and a good person. Like, yeah. good luck on any, good luck. Good, yeah, good, that sounds like a very, yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. like a very mature thing to have for you to have done to say, yeah. we're only two dates in, like, DTR define I know, what right. we are right now. I know he was like, uh, yeah, he's like, uh, <laughs> but is I think too early because he said to me, he was like, you know, I don't know if this is something we continue because it seems like you want something serious right now, and I don't yeah. think I'm looking for that. And so I was like, okay, like that's good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, it sounded like you guys got deep very quick, or like you were able to be intimate with each other pretty quickly, which is a really good. Yeah, dating like, is such a weird, vulnerable thing to do. Yeah, like you're literally letting a stranger know all of these things about you. And then after a while, it's like, okay, what are, are, are we going to be something even deeper than that? Like, or are we going to pursue... just be vulnerable and now you're going to take that away? And I don't know. It is a little weird. We match up on Hinge. And so it's my first time going on a second date. Because you think after mm. first day, I'm like, nope, done. This, I don't yeah, feel anything. Yeah. But for him, I'm like, I think I feel some things. I don't yeah. know. Let's explore it. Yeah, you get deeper and deeper each time you talk and like you're texting. I don't like to get intimate, like physically intimate with someone until I know. So I think this point was more like we're getting intimate in a sense of like getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know Janet also went on a date and during, is it New Year's Eve or New yeah, Year's? Yeah, this is a long, I've been very casually on the apps and not very active the last couple of months. The last time I actually like met up with people was probably the beginning of the year. There were two, I guess, two that I could kind of remember. I remember. Them. <laughs> yeah, one of them was, uh, I think New Year's Day, we went on a hike. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a really pleasant date because we did like a nice activity and it was a good like two to three hours that we yeah. were hiking. So we were talking, getting to know each other. And I remember leaving the date feeling like, oh, like I'm decent. Like if he asked me out a second time, mm-hmm. I would go. Mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling extremely one way or another. And then like he was also kind of hard to read. So I think this was maybe a couple of days after, or maybe it was the next day actually. It was the next day because I remember it, the standout thing about this was that I really appreciated the way he rejected me. Essentially, <laughs> basically, he was like, "Thank you so much for like taking the time to meet up. It seems like our lifestyles are not really a match." Mm-hmm. And I remember I was a little, I wasn't 
to hurt by. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I mean, I could have gone on a second date. I could have not. It's it's kind of okay. But I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. Some people are just like, that's one way to just say I'm not interested without mm. getting too specific, right? Mm-hmm. So I actually really appreciated the way he handled that because, mm-hmm. A, it was pretty timely. Like, he wasn't, like, leading it on, but it also wasn't, like, immediately during the mm-hmm. date. Like, I don't want to go out again. And then it was like, a polite way to just kind of tell someone you're not interested Mm-hmm. I guess I kind of want you to like read that message out to our listeners because when I was reading it, I was like, wow, you guys are so mature <laughs> with how you're handling this. Like, I don't want to see you anymore, but in a very respectful way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember like, that was your reaction when you read yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, dang, Janet, you're a pro at this. (laughs) That was him rejecting me. And then the second one that I went out with was a little bit of a reverse. I was the one sending that message to the guy. I think that was the one where I was like, wow, that's the best rejection I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Well, and this this other guy that I went out on date, which was a little bit older, was pretty open that he's like looking for something more serious. Mm -hmm. And also was saying that it had been a long time since he dated. And that I think I was the first person that he actively was like being open to meeting up with. Mm Because he said initially, he was planning this year to focus just on himself and not date and for whatever reason when we connected he's like I felt like I wanted to kind of go out of my way to meet up Mm -hmm. and then I just wasn't feeling it like the date was good I love grabbing coffee with people and just getting to know them Mm -hmm. and talking but I just didn't feel that spark Mm -hmm. and I I remember having moments where he was like really expressive about how he was feeling he's like you're the kind of girl that I would have like fallen for when I was in high school and he's like sorry sometimes like if I'm around someone I'm attracted to I get kind of like tangled up my words sometimes I would get like oh because I can't really reciprocate but Mm -hmm. I also appreciated that he was open Mm -hmm. about that Mm -hmm. that he like expressed how he was feeling but then after we concluded like the next day I I texted him I was like hey because I didn't I wanted to respect his time right yeah I'm not I don't think there will be a not interested in kind of moving forward in something but I really appreciated you like meeting up and I loved our conversation and thank you so much for like sharing in such detail about your life and stuff also yeah. a very immature response. <laughs> but, uh, well, how did, but, but there was a but, right? Like continue with yeah, that. Yeah, what did how I did say? It, but I kind of um, want you to read it out because that should be like find a it anymore. I was oh, like, dang. I don't remember. Because when I read that, I was just like, I've never seen Where something so good. It's like he probably feels very good about himself right now instead of um, bad, right? So it's like making someone mm. feel good about the qualities yeah. that he was able to bring to you. Yeah. At the same time, it just wasn't right for you. Yeah. But when you say it that bluntly, it doesn't sound good. The way that you phrase it, though, is just like, <laughs> wow, if I read that, I'd be like yeah, on a really, high right now. My ego would be bursting. <laughs> well, because it's like, it's like you seem like an awesome person. You're doing really exciting things with mm-hmm. your life. I just don't feel like a romantic connection, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, other than that, I don't know. I've, I've, I feel you. I've kind of, yeah, I think I'm just kind of over it. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Over dating. <laughs> yeah. I think in terms of dating, like, it's, it'll happen when it happened. Yeah. But me and Janet are living vicariously through Helen. I know Helen and her boyfriend have been together for a while, but then we know you too because you guys are extremely, extremely busy people, yeah. especially now that he's opening a cafe. Like, you're literally spending your time working at the cafe to spend time with him. Mm-hmm. And the only moment like I know of that you guys have is when you come back from home and you work till like 2 a.m. sometimes yeah. or 11 p.m. And he works till like 3 a.m. sometimes. So I'm like, for the people, for our listeners who are, you know, in like these long-term relationships or like have a partner, like how do you guys manage that like very busy lifestyle but also manage to have time with each other? Mm, that's a great question. Yeah, so my job gets really busy during the months of like December through April. Mm-hmm. And then during that time, like, he just opened up a cafe. So yeah, no, before I would say the things that, Obviously, we only have 24 hours in a day, and we only spend time together, like, outside of our normal day jobs. Mm -hmm. So during the nighttime, before, what we would do is go to the gym. Mm -hmm. So he has a gym in his condo. We'd go to the gym, and we also cook dinner together. 
and then we were like thinking when you open up this cafe like when are we going to find time to do this stuff Mm -hmm. so obviously some things need to give yeah the gym time has definitely we have not we went to the gym once this past week and we're like oh my god this feels so good just to be up here because when you're doing that activity it is a little bit more vain but Mm -hmm. at the same time it's like you're doing something for yourself like yeah. completely just for yourself and you're you're not thinking about all of this stuff that you have to yeah. you have responsibilities for now that was nice so we're not doing that anymore we don't cook anymore we just buy food now so mm-hmm. i mean these things we no longer do which kind of sucks but at the same time we know we're trying to build bigger things mm-hmm. for ourselves for our future so with that in mind i feel like we're both at the same place like i think sometimes if i was with someone who had a lot of free time oh, we yeah. would not be getting yeah, along yeah, at yeah. all That's and true. vice versa for him too because Every time we come home, we're literally just on our laptops, just continuing either our day jobs or our side projects or whatever it is. So when we do that, like, we'll, I don't know, how do we keep connected? Well, like, my foot would be on top of his foot. So I feel like he's still there with me, even yeah. though we're behind our respective screens. Do you guys go to, like, Tennessee or something? Like, I feel like you kind of join in on his trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You try yeah. to kind of turn some of the work-related things into sharing with each other. Exactly. Right? So he was at the University of Memphis for a speaking engagement, and I had never gone before. And it was still during a busy time for me, but I found time to go on a Friday and, mm-hmm. like, go with him. And then we just spent the weekend in Memphis and in Nashville. And it was such a good, just like small getaway. Yeah. So I feel like those are times where we feel like we're able to be on our own. Mm-hmm. Just time we're not getting anymore. Even like just last <laughs> just last night, this, this guy. <laughs> so he's flying out to Chicago or mm-hmm. he just flew out to Chicago this morning. But last night, we ABG ladies came down to Dana Point from downtown LA, which is like an hour and a half drive. Mm-hmm. And he came down at like 12.30 a.m. because after a full day at the cafe, because he just needed a getaway. He just needed to like get, literally get away for two hours before driving back to L.A. and then driving to LAX for a 4.30 flight. That just shows how like little time we do have together and Mm -hmm. how much we do appreciate when we can get away. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been tough, but at the same time, I think for both of us being on the same sort of mindset, that does help a lot. Yeah. We know that even though we're busy, we're just trying to do something that's bigger. And for the both of us, not just for like our own individual selves, but for the both of us. I think that's something about a relationship I really admire and I I would love to have in the future relationship. It's like, you guys are both so driven in your side things. And it's good because then you guys are both kind of like cheering each other on as you guys are going. It's that versus one person's on the sideline waiting for the other person. You guys Mm -hmm. are both actively doing something and like... That is a quality I definitely want in like in a, a relationship, relationship because sure. like a partnership. Yeah, because yeah. I think right now it's like this podcast means so much to us. I think not only one you want someone who's like really supportive of that, but like you know I want something for you that you could feel as passionate about as we right, do yeah. about this. So just like it'd be nice because then you feel like it's an equal playing field of encouragement yeah. and like yeah. and, and and a win feels like a mutual win for both you guys. You yeah, know what I mean, and that's the, that's the thing. Before ABG started, like I'd be doing my own job, but he always felt like he he wanted to be a cheerleader. Like yeah. he has so much responsibility on for his own job that people are cheerleaders for him mm-hmm. but he likes to just sit on the sideline and just watch and consume someone else's work and be proud of them and be cheerleader for them yeah. even like you ladies right he always talks about like us in the context of us three and not just me it's just like you ladies are doing something that's so great and like i love just being watching you guys grow hmm. that's yeah. so nice it's tough like we definitely get into arguments right like Mm -hmm. just last week i had not slept at all and i wasn't asking anything from him but he also wasn't asking anything from me Mm -hmm. so i think we had like a mutual agreement there but it was like i think it was something along the lines of like oh you didn't 
or no, he did ask me about like, why didn't you ask me about my day or something like that? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I just went straight into work because I literally just stayed up all night to do this, to finish up this project. Yeah. And so at some point it's just like, yeah, we communication is still very key mm-hmm. to make sure that you're on the same page and that we're still just there to support each other. Because sometimes you want to come home and you just want to like melt into someone's arms. Someone yeah. who's like had a had a very relaxed day and they're just like, oh, I just came back from the beach. Like I'll listen to everything you're saying, but like yeah. we're both in that space right now. We can talk to each other about it but at the same time then it's like right back to work i don't know yeah that's interesting too because like i guess on the flip side of like being single it's nice for me to come home and be like oh like i don't have to talk to anyone anymore right, I, could right. just, I, I could unwind and be by myself but if i can only imagine if i had a partner it's like i need to also serve you now like as your partner like i need to ask how you're doing and whatever but it's like but now in a sense it's a luxury not to have yeah, someone yeah. too you it's know? pros yeah. and cons right yeah because you don't have the like Obligation is not a good word, but yeah, yeah, to attend to someone. But then you also maybe don't necessarily have the support of another person. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. But favorite thing is still just to fall asleep in like each other's arms, and that's like the best. That that's I think that's why that's like the best part of my day because it's like we're together. And then we wake up and it's like, we're together before we have to separate. We actually talked about this last night. We're like, are you guys a cuddler when you sleep or not? I like to cuddle. I like to cuddle too. I don't like to cuddle. One of my biggest insecurities in relationships when I sleep. It's really weird. Like when I'm sleeping with a new partner in bed, I get really anxious and I can't fall asleep. Mm. What are you afraid of? That I'll drool on him. <laughs> like, because oh. like, I know my sleeping habits is like I drool, my mouth is open, and I snore. <laughs> and I don't think those are really attractive qualities. I don't mind like cuddling, like, you know, watching TV. But then afterwards, I'm like, okay, go to your corner so you don't see this witch oh, that comes off when I sleep. Why, why don't you put like a pillow underneath your face so that your pillow underneath your face so that you drool onto your own pillow? I could. Sometimes I sleep on my hand, so I drool on my hand. You catch your drool. Oh, and then you like put it back into your mouth. Like. No, and then I wipe it on my head. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know with you, didn't, didn't Janet was telling you like her exes would do like the, the cuddle and the release, the or you both yeah, would do the yeah. release. Yeah. 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 I think actually most of the guys I've dated have, um, they're like light sleepers. Oh, really? And I tend to be a heavier sleeper usually. It's yeah. kind of changed as I got older, but like they would attend and let me like fall asleep and then roll over on their That's side exactly right. Yeah. Their That's yeah. like my boyfriend right now. He like pushes me to the side. Like I'm on the edge of the bed pretty much. And then so I fall asleep super fast. I fall asleep in like a minute. Mm-hmm. So then yeah, this girl can nap on command. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, okay, we'll cuddle. And then like probably two minutes later, he rolls off to his side of the bed, which is the remainder of the, of the bed. bed. Yeah. It's just all him by himself. That's smart of him though. I know. That's from the Friends episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, just to continue the topic about dating in general, because that's kind of like where Janet and I are, and then Helen, so happy for her <laughs> in a solid relationship. Well, no, but there's the there's the develop or like maintaining a relationship, yeah. and there's finding a relationship, right? Yeah. So we're the in the search phase. Yeah. <laughs> I remember last night, Helen would say these really sweet things about her boyfriend, and Janet's like, oh, damn it. That well, sounds- there's, so there's sometimes it's like vicariously, I feel mm-hmm. the fuzzies feel- mm-hmm. through your stories. Oh. And then there's sometimes, like Mel was saying, like it's like the jaded. Mm-hmm. Right, like that feel. It sounds so nice, but it feels so distant. It like, feels like it's hard to obtain. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. with the ladies comes a lot of work. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's not totally. all fluff. There's yeah. a lot of work and communication to maintain a relationship. For sure, for sure. 
It's a technique in itself. Yes. For sure. Which you don't have to deal with right now. So that's true. <laughs> but when things are really good, they feel so good, you know, and I see that with you guys. I'm not saying I'm envious, but it's just more like, I really want that, you know? I think earlier we were just looking at his Instagram stories. He like re Instagram like Tennessee trip. I was like, that looks so much fun to like mm-hmm. travel and get have a getaway with a partner. Cause then mm-hmm. Jen and I were talking about staycations and how important they are mm-hmm. and how nice it'd be just to have like a staycation with your husband. Cause like things feel so busy. I don't know. Just on a side topic, but I feel like. When I entered my 20s, even my mid-20s when I was 25, 26, I I feel like I'm generally a very hopeful person when it comes to, like, dating and men. And, like, I still have the belief that, like, I will end up with the person I'm supposed to end up with. But I think now, entering my later half of my 20s and encountering men, I don't think all men are, like, bad. I think they're really good people and good men out there. But it just seems like a lot of people in my life right now that are my guy friends or just, like, talking to my other girlfriends, like, a lot of guys that expected to be ready to settle down are not. It feels like a lot of the guys I'm chatting with or I'm talking to is like they're in the phase of wanting to have fun mm-hmm. and a part of me is like you're my age or you're mid 30s like and Wait, it makes mid-30s? me feel kind of it makes it makes me a little discouraged like Wait, which which uh, how old are these guy friends they're probably like my age to like maybe like early 30s i guess mm-hmm. like 31 32 like yeah. that type of like they're teetering around like 20 the late 20 30s yeah. phase and i guess i always had the thought that like at this point i think i always believed that they would be in a place to settle mm-hmm. and maybe like the men I'm interested in just happen not to want to have that right now or right. like yeah. like there's men in my life that I really like admire as really good friends but they're also not in a settle phase so I'm just like wait what like I think you have to remind yourself that like we as women have a biological clock right that yeah. ticks and I think that feeds into this like social expectation that you know during this period of time we should be trying to get to a place where we're in a stable relationship mm-hmm. and ready to start having babies right yeah. but then for guys it doesn't matter for them yeah it'd be nice if our you know mid 30s friends are in that mentality i think most of them are at least the mid 30s i would say maybe yeah. a little bit younger is still trying to just have fun and live out this part of their lives where now they have a little bit of money and they mm-hmm. can actually spend on things yeah. and have fun in life right that's true but I think it's just for you and your boyfriend you guys are like he was already dating you in his early 30s so you guys are already building on a relationship he's like I'm okay with being single don't get me wrong but then I would love to be in a situation now where I'm building on something like more long term you know because that's still time like I'm not going to rush into a marriage and have kids right away right so be nice to like be in a point right now where it's like I want to build towards my future with a family and a partner. Right. The other side to that is that you're building on yourself. You're able to be That's independent, true. very independent as a woman. And I think maybe think about yourself like five years ago, right? Do you mm-hmm. feel like you have grown from that person? Mm-hmm. Because now when I see you compared to before, mm-hmm. super independent, super like you know what you want and you know how to like ask for it or get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. That's true. And if you had a boyfriend, maybe that would have, like, handicapped that growth. Right. Yeah. I think it's just, like, my little, like, I don't want to call it my high school, like, my little girl instinct. I think I miss that feeling of being really, like, the butterfly feelings. Like, I, girl, I the butterflies last for, like, temporarily <laughs> and then. No, but, I, but the thing is, Helen, when I see you, I, I know you still feel it. Like, I know you get very, like, oh, he went to see me. Or, like, you, like, even moments of you're just, like, on your phone together, like, cuddling. Like, these little moments, you know you enjoy mm-hmm. it. And those mm-hmm. moments, I feel like I lounge a shit on my bed and I have a good ass time, like watching like Korean dramas, and it's like a different type of joy. Yeah. yeah. But the feeling of someone like, embracing you and all these things, yeah. like, you, dude, I don't even remember what that. I've yeah. butterflies have not been in this stomach for a very long time. <laughs> you just have sunburn on your stomach, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just, <laughs> the sunburn. but you know, like those feelings. I think when you're single for so long. 
you do miss moments of that yeah yeah you know and that's something it's like okay like i do miss that you know i think also just having someone who can be a best friend support mm-hmm. system so beyond the romantic aspect having intimate relationships and you can have that with your family and your friends but i think it's different when it's like a partner yeah how to your point about like it's like having a shared vision of the future and having someone to build that with is like yeah. that would be nice that would be but nice i'm in a place where it's like i will miss that but I am on a day-to-day still more focused on my own self. And mm. I, I know that when the day comes that I'm like starting to, if I get into a more serious relationship, it's going to be an adjustment because yeah. I haven't, I'm so used to operating as a solo individual. Mm-hmm. When I was jumping into this or getting into this relationship, it was very much like I also knew exactly how my day-to-day is yeah. and how I operate as like a solo individual. And then when someone comes into your life, you always have this picture of like, oh, it's going to fit in so perfectly. It's going to be like no, a perfect glove, yeah, right? But then... Yeah, like such little things that come up. People always talk about like dishes or like leaving hair around or whatever it is. Your right? chicken, like, I remember that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like him not communicating that he was going to be out for dinner and so he didn't eat my, my roast chicken that was so good. <laughs> but like little things like that you realize is like a nuance to mm-hmm. people and it's just like, oh, but why? But we should be so, like it should be so easy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's, yeah, it's definitely... Like it's such not a fairy tale all the time. Yeah, yeah I think that's that's the part that I do anticipate. This was like maybe, oh my god, almost four years ago was the last yeah. time I was in a more like committed relationship. Mm-hmm. Just having to talk to someone daily to check in, like that felt weird for me. Mm-hmm. Like it was so hard to kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know. I'm like yeah. If I were to come home from work and there's like another person, and now it's like it's not just you thinking about what are you gonna have for dinner, but yeah, another, what are they the, having? the quintessential like whatever what do you want to eat? Yeah. <laughs> but then maybe it's like, maybe for you, your type of relationship, because like some people see their significant other as like their best friend, their provider, mm. their person who like listens to them for all of their like, for mental, whatever, like yeah. relief or whatever it is, like right? personal therapist. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But like, that's unfair to put so much pressure on someone. 100%. So yeah. even I, that's good for your guy, whoever that's going to be, right? Because you're, you're going to be an easy person to, <laughs> to take care of because you're so independent. Yeah. I agree. Like, I, I think with Janet, like, one thing I learned from my last relationship is like the adjustment. I know I need to work on is being a being a girlfriend, like that title or having that role again. Because the fact that you're so dependent, and like doing your day to day on your own, having someone else, you're like, oh, because I had moments of that with my ex boyfriend. I'm like, oh, oh crap, like, yeah. oh, like, how do I balance this and that? And I'm so used to doing these things this way. Like that sounds weird to me. You do have to sacrifice, like hella much, like sacrifice oh, yeah. little things. Yeah. Um, even communication styles, man. Like, yeah, little things like that. Love again. language, how yes. people receive love, mm-hmm. whether it's like through words of affirmation or like actions mm-hmm. yeah like for and me i feel like it's actions for my boyfriend i feel like it's more words mm. it's very different and so you have to adjust how you think other people receive love yeah. for how they actually receive love that's true i think when i was in a relationship one thing i did realize is like i remember when i was younger like i used to think when couples have been together i was like oh that's too soon or blah 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 but now i realize like time is so key like we don't have a lot of time and so when i was my ex-boyfriend i could understand why couples moving together because literally if you're at work eight hours a day the only time you really see each other is after work mm-hmm. so yeah. like it's convenient if you're in the same place so imagine like dating someone who's like 30 minutes apart and trying to like commuting to see each other it's a big deal yeah, yeah. i mean that's also like a long distance relationship right and mm-hmm. some people aren't like able to do it maybe janet that's what you want you're like i just want to check in with you like well, that was the thing is at the time he was in the bay area and i was here oh really so and he actually says he's like i think it would have worked out better if we had started our relationship in the same place like oh. being long distance was something that kind of yeah mm. prevented from developing for first starting a relationship it's better if you're together yeah and then doing i think it's really hard to start a new relationship long distance i agree there's something ugh, i was talking to my old coworker about it she was like it's kind of exciting though i was like what do you mean she's like well you get to have your own sense of independency but then also you have 
a you person. Could, you have a person yeah. you yeah. always talk to. Mm-hmm. But I do think the caveat to that is like you're developing more and more intense feelings for each other and you want to see and talk to each other more and more. So when the distance is so far, you're not going to fulfill that need, you know, or that desire. So it's kind of one of those like out of sight, out of mind That's things true. too, right? Like sometimes because I wasn't seeing you so much, I just kind of started focusing on my own life and I felt less and less involved in the relationship. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So. I haven't seen Janet in a relationship. Like I, know. I haven't seen myself in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I know, don't remind me. It's so funny because like I think we had a topic suggestion saying, can you guys talk about sex? And I'm like, part of me is like, yeah, I would love to. Janet was like, I would love to, but I don't even know. <laughs> nothing. You want to hear about my sex life? Here we go. Silence. <laughs> That's my update, right? Yeah, I don't know how Janet's gonna be in a relationship. I've seen you, Mel. Mel, Mel's disappearing. Mel, okay. In a relationship. Can I say something but about I that? I understand why. I understand why. But I also think that when you guys used to say that to me, I think it's naturally as a person, I am a planner. And you and your boyfriend are like last minute, like, let's go out tonight. I'm like, I already have plans. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of Mel has her schedule planned out and then with the guy, his schedule. And then I think you guys are a little bit more like on the spot. Let's figure out Spontaneous, like more on the go. So if you don't pre-plan with her, she's like already got her calendar booked. I think he's got to put us in there. He's got to pencil us in every week. Hello. I know because that's like when I'm single it's always like assumed that we're all gonna go out you know what I mean that's the nature of like how we are living in LA because it's kind of like well we're our friends and of course we want to hang out with each other but when you throw in another person who's not in the group or our friends yeah. you're kind of like segmenting another time out for someone else yeah, yeah. so know, it's gonna it's be interesting when both of us Jan I and I get a boyfriend I'm like kind of dreading that today you have your boyfriend no but then when you guys have your boyfriends it's gonna be like it's gonna take so long to get acclimated and then figure out their schedule and then uh, i feel like your boyfriend is gonna be very harsh on our boyfriends (laughs) actually that is something that i more recently think about that i didn't think about so much in the Mm. past with dating is how is this person gonna fit in with my my close friendships yeah i think anyone you guys choose i think they would be good people don't worry about that But it's like, what if the personalities don't jive, mm-hmm. right? Like that is... What personality wouldn't jive with myself and Mel? Here's the thing. It's not just like... So it's like our circle of friends, but then also you think like... Because I, I still... My family lives pretty closely, right? So it's like if this person came over to dinner with my family, would they jive with my family and then with you girls? And then if it's like I have high school friends, if we do like brunch and they come, would this person jive yeah. with that? So it just starts no, to feel course. like, ooh, how yeah. does that affect like the yeah. the dynamic? So my girlfriends back home, their number one party is the girls in the group. They all hang out with them. Mm. They'll bring their boys boyfriends all the boyfriends get along really well with each Mm -hmm. other i'm like that'd be really nice if you have that too like if janet and i and our my boyfriend gets along with like your boyfriend Mm -hmm. like yeah that way we all go on trips together and actually feels like fun and nice you know versus like i always reference the friends episode but when joey was eating the dancer yeah she did not like monica and chandler and i was like oh that's Mm -hmm. not a good thing yeah we want to have like a similar vibe and friendship because ideally at the end of the day we want to take our kids to hawaii or like disneyland together and like your husband's gonna be on par with my husband (laughs) yeah (laughs) isn't that crazy to think about like even friendships and relationships it's gonna be so different when we have kids like there's like mommy meetups and all that maybe that could be your future best friend or something i don't know So the three qualities that I'm going to use to kind of help me gauge how I feel or like finding a good fit for a partner. Number one is I want to admire him for who he is versus what he has done. So I want to focus on finding someone whose character I'm floored by. Like Mm. some value system or some character about them that I find really admirable versus like a job that they have or a lifestyle that they live or something Mm -hmm. like that. Secondly, I want to feel safe and protected. Mm -hmm. That's really important to me. And then third, I want to feel like I want to jump you. 
Like, I need to feel really attracted. Like, <laughs> like in attracted. a fight. Oh I, did, I did not expect <laughs> well, that last one. Well, here's the thing. Because, like, I think... Like an dating, animal? <laughs> the thing with, like, modern day dating with all these apps is you talk about you have an influx of all these guys and all these people that you're meeting, right? So it's, like, there are guys that I'm, like, physically attracted to, but I wouldn't necessarily feel like I would feel safe with you. It's like, sometimes I might feel like I have to be the adult in the relationship, mm. right? And I don't want that. But then there are ones where it's, like, I feel so safe with you. You are someone that I could, like, build a life mm-hmm. with, but... I don't know, I don't feel that, like, animalistic, like, drive. Yeah, yeah, we're focusing on that third point here, girl. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing what Janet's saying, like, I could agree with you, like, there's three things. I like it, the solid. Because it would be missing if one thing was gone. Like, for example, like, I know men that I'm just, like, I feel so physically attracted to you. Like, I just want to jump you, but that's all I want to do. Like, I want to have that connection and, like the safeness yeah. you know safeness but if i don't also... want to jump you then we can't we can't make babies yeah <laughs> these are great yeah she she wants the, to jump. like a triangle but what yeah, i like how you just like kind of calmly brought it in and i also want to jump you <laughs> <laughs> i was literally as she was saying this i'm like kind of like you know like sitting like leaning on my hand like, like, uh-huh, and, yeah yeah what uh, i was like <laughs> At first, I was like, did the I minx, hear this right? The minx came out. Literally. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's nice to have that really strong, like, physical, like... It's important. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I agree. But like, yeah, the other two traits have to be there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very true. I feel like a lot of people are like, does the sex matter in a relationship? And I, I think some people, it doesn't matter, I guess. Yeah. But then for me, like, I've had long-term relationships where it's like, that died a little bit, like, mm. that side of it. And then after a while, it's like, I remember one of my first boyfriends first or second it was like you're kissing your brother almost ew can you not do you know what i mean (laughs) right Uh, no but like seriously because it's like he's like your best friend and he knows everything about you and you're like at that level where it's like intimate at the point of like he knows all your secrets and everything Mm -hmm. and how you behave and how to handle your emotions and all that but then at the end of the day if you don't have that like sexual drive it's like yeah yeah, it's like your best friend or your your brother i remember distinctly i was like yup we need to break up (laughs) like "Mm, that was a weird kiss (laughs) Oh, God. If I had a brother, I think it would feel like this. <laughs> that is so gross. Yeah, Mel, imagine that. <laughs> I'm literally oh, I'm you have cringing. A <laughs> that's the thing I'm cringing so because I'm, I'm the only one with, like, Mel, oh, with Mel yeah, siblings yeah. in my life. Like, oh, that's disgusting. So, yeah, I think your third point is, <laughs> is very true. But I like her second point. Because I've been in situations in the relationship where I didn't feel safe to bring things up to a partner. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're always scared, like, how is he going to react to this? Protected, too. I think also because, like... We, I would consider all three of us pretty strong women. Mm-hmm. And so finding a guy that you feel like can balance you in that strength that mm. you can feel like that they could handle a situation, right? Yep. Hey guys, now that we have an LLC, we've been trying to figure out how to organize everything from invoices to meeting notes e-signing documents to managing our expenses. If you have a business and you're struggling with tedious administrative tasks, HoneyBook is here to help you get your plan off the ground. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that lets you control your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. So if you're using a bunch of different programs like QuickBooks for your expenses, Google Suite for your meeting notes, and MailChimp for your newsletters, you can consolidate all of them in one place on HoneyBook. Right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off your first year with promo code ABG. Payment is flexible, and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Go to HoneyBook.com and use promo code ABG for 50% off your first year. Get paid faster and work smarter with HoneyBook.com. Promo code ABG.
So this next segment is something new we're trying called Dear ABG. So we've asked some of our listeners to give us a call and leave us a voicemail with any questions or topics they'd like us to discuss or just a quick shout out. So this is going to be our first run at it. And we have a couple of messages from awesome listeners, some that we'll read off and some that we'll play their audio files. So the first one that we have is dating related, which is on topic with this week's episode. So she asked to keep it private, so we're not going to play this one. But her name is Nicole. It's a made-up name. (laughs) So she said, just wanted to say I really, really love your podcast. I'm not making this up, by the way. (laughs) I loved and listened to every single one of them. Okay, so we're reading the transcript of the Google voicemail, so it might not come off exactly as um, it should. So thank you for spending so much time recording these episodes. The question is, How do you know when is the right time to take a break from a relationship and can you find yourself and still be independent in a relationship or does every relationship need some sort of a break? If this message could be kept private, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. So that was her question. So in summary, if you're in a relationship, do you need to take a break sometimes to feel like you can regain, I guess, your independence? Mm -hmm. I would say, Nicole, if you're asking that question, it means you're thinking that you need some time to yourself. So I think it depends for every situation. But if you are asking that question, maybe it means that you do need some time or you're yearning for some time to kind of like figure yourself out or have a greater sense of independence from a partner. What do you ladies think? I could speak from observation because I haven't been in a long-term relationship where I thought about needing space in a while. But from what I've observed from my friends, like Helen actually is a couple I look at too, her and our boyfriend. I think it's really helpful when when a couple has things they're working on solely and they come together and collaborate and come together for like support. Because I've also seen relationships where they're kind of stuck like glue to each other. And I think they do lose themselves in a relationship because mm-hmm. they start to neglect their other friends or some families. And you're in this bubble that you're not really aware of sometimes. And I get it. Like I know it's like to be infatuated. I've been there too. But what I noticed the couples that I see see as I guess deem as successful in some ways is that they do they have time for themselves to whether it's still maybe it's to go to the gym to unwind or work on their own personal projects but they have time for themselves to really just focus on them before going back to their partner Mm -hmm. if I think about this relationship um it is really helpful when you have a partner that allows you to have space Mm. to grow. If you're in college and as an example, you're afraid to, you know, go up to people and speak to people at a party because you're shy and you depend on your partner to be that person to fill that void Mm. and to help you, you know, meet people, then you're never going to be in a position where you're going to, you know, figure it out and get yourself in an uncomfortable situation and kind of feel that growth or that independence and feeling like you have to make those relationships and get out of your comfort zone, right? So it be your boyfriend is always there kind of helping you rather than giving you space to grow then I can see how that's difficult and that can manifest itself in like many ways not just not just in that way right Mm -hmm. but I also think it depends on like your environment too because I remember when I was in Boston I had a very steady relationship of three four years and it wasn't him it was really the environment I was in that I didn't feel like I was growing anymore so that's the main reason why I moved to LA to Los Angeles because I felt like I couldn't grow as fast or as much as I wanted to in Boston. And it wasn't really the relationship, even though some people could say, oh, is that because, Mm -hmm. you know, your boyfriend was kind of holding you back? But I don't think that was the case at all. I think, Helen, another thing that I'm reminded of is I remember when you were in Spain and you came back, you told us that that time away, 
you felt like you found yourself again too, right? Mm-hmm. That was hard. Yeah. That was super hard. I realized how much I also did depend mm-hmm. on my boyfriend for my happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, having that relationship and having that feeling of you can always turn to someone and they're always there for you. Mm-hmm. It's a nice feeling to have, right? That's yeah. one of the reasons why people want to be in a relationship. Right? I was going to say, it's kind of hard to say because like, isn't the point of a relationship also to develop that dependence? Yeah. Right? It so is. kind of a hard balance. It to- is. But then at the same time, I realized like this is one thing that really like in, it was instilled in my mind that I cannot rely on someone else for my happiness mm-hmm. that if I am alone in a room by myself I can't be like you know grabbing my phone to text someone like I need to figure out what I should be doing with my life and yeah. what makes me actually happy for myself mm-hmm. so yeah when I was in Spain that that for sure was like a difficult independence but I found it kind of a moment yeah, yeah. so I guess another question I would ask is her name Nicole mm-hmm. Nicole mm-hmm. is that are you depending on your partner for your happiness? Maybe that's something you're exploring. You can explore, but it's not necessarily needing a break, but asking yourself, who am I going to for happiness? And am I bringing that to myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm like, I don't know what type of advice to give without kind of getting more information. Yeah. Because I think about from friends that I had who like met in high school and got married, some of them are very happy. So they basically saying that between high school and now you grow a lot, right? And you change a lot, but they did that together and for them that was the right choice but then there are some people that kind of go through the process of developing themselves more independently and then meeting their partner later so I've seen both approaches work I guess and so it's like figuring out what's right for you Tamal's question is really understanding like are you yearning for independence and why are you truly feeling happier what is the core of your questioning Mm-hmm. And I think also at the end of the day, are you having those conversations with your partner, right? Mm-hmm. To let them know that, hey, I feel like I need a little bit of room to breathe. I feel like I'm super dependent on you and I need a little bit more space. And is he willing to give you that space for you to feel like you can regain that independence mm-hmm. without having to leave the relationship, right? Because yeah. that can happen within a relationship. It's possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would say if you're asking the question mostly because you're hearing from other people around you or you feel like you're quote unquote supposed to be independent or supposed to take a break, you don't necessarily have to. Like I've seen where people meet when they're very young and they're happy and if they grow together. But yeah, so it's like, are you questioning it or are other people questioning it? Oh, so many factors. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nicole, keep us posted on what happens. Yeah. Her name's not really Nicole, by the way. Oh, but shoot. It's just Whatever. a fake name. You know who you are. Yeah. Your name is Nicole now. Just so we have another message, and we will play this one because they didn't ask us to keep it private. So we will play it now. Hi. So my last relationship ended two and a half years ago, and I took the time to really grow as a person. But now there's this guy I met at college who I feel really compatible with. We have similar interests, and it just really flows naturally between us. Um, But the thing is, he just got out of a three-year relationship a couple months ago, so I don't know how to approach it, especially since we're on summer vacation. But we do still message each other on Snapchat. Um, So what should I do, especially since I don't know how he feels about his ex? Thanks. So to summarize this one, this girl's using Snapchat. Sounds like you might be in college or high school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, it's funny because the transcript here, that last sentence, said, um, I don't know how I feel about his neck. (laughs) <laughs> but it's his ex uh, sorry let me let me go back translate yeah. so to summarize um she just met this guy and the compatibility is great similar interests and all that but this guy he just got out of a long-term relationship a three-year relationship a few months ago so she's not sure if he's over his ex yet that's oh, a pickle ooh, she's yeah, in a pickle i know okay so my initial thoughts i've been in a similar situation mm. 
not that I like left a relationship, but you know, I've been in a situation where I met a guy, compatibility was there, um, attractive, like I was attracted to him, but he also just got a relationship. He told me to, he wasn't ready for something long-term again. And so mm. I want to ask you, like, are you okay with something more casual or you want something more long-term? Because I do think talking to a lot of my guy friends after coming out of a long-term relationship, you need time for yourself yeah. to kind of just figure your life out again, how to be on your own and jumping to another relationship right away. You don't get that time to figure yourself out. Right? So I would caution you because I don't want you to be in a situation where you get in this relationship with a guy, but he's not emotionally ready to be in another relationship. Yeah. So just really ask yourself what you really want. Because if you just want something casual, sure. If, if you don't, we want to protect your emotions. So I feel like just be careful. Yeah. This might be bad advice, but (laughs) here's what I would say. In my younger dating years, I would always know the right thing to do. Uh So I went through the mental exercise of thinking about the outcome, but then I always ended up like doing the thing that based on feeling. Mm. So I would say if you're attracted to him and you like him and he's attracted to you and he likes you and it's maybe he's still emotionally a little bit confused, but if the opportunity is there, more likely than not, something's going to happen. Yeah. So then it's more about just like prepare yourself. I actually think that like getting hurt a little bit or experiencing this is part of the growing up process mm. and it could be good for you. And that so. is the advice Janet gave me when I was telling her my situation <laughs> too. I actually completely agree with Janet's advice. So I don't know if it's bad advice from ABG, <laughs> not just Janet. <laughs> But on my end, I have. <laughs> I would be careful. But I'm yeah. also someone that's really more sensitive. You know, I'm sensitive. A girl, you feel when you feel. Yeah, you're you not feel it. Okay, don't. That's why when you guys are telling me the advice for me, I was like, I know where they're coming yeah, from because yeah. you guys know me that mm-hmm. I will get attached. And yeah. like, why would I get attached to something I know that's not going to be long term? Yeah. But then you but also nonstop think about it, right? If you know that it's a good thing, you're compatible with this person, you have similar interests. It's like so difficult to get him off your mind, and also now with like phone and text messaging, it's so easy to yeah. contact them. That's true. Right away. If the connection is there, it's like really hard. Pretty to much just gonna happen. Let that die. <laughs> yeah. Brace yourself. I if like that advice. You guys, Janet, are, you guys are Snapchatting. <laughs> yeah, what are you Snapchatting these days? <laughs> but sorry, I have to be the other voice on the, the other, other side. Be the devil's advocate. I love it. I'm also someone that when a guy wants to be with me, I will be your soul fo- like your soul focus. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you to be like a rebound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's another thing you have to be aware of. It's just that. Do no, you- these are all good. I feel like all the things that Mel is saying have those logged in your mind. Yeah. So know and process that that might happen. And if you decide to go forward, just be cautious. Yeah. But also like maybe you need to just follow your heart. I don't know. If you are at the rebound, just don't let him kind of like walk all over you and you know know that your feelings are very important in this Mm -hmm. relationship too i think the most important thing is like to value yourself and to value your feelings if you're thinking of all the things that mel is warning you of go into it if that's what it feels like in the moment you feel like disrespected Mm -hmm. or it's imbalanced then feel okay with stepping away yeah but also don't judge yourself if you just fall in because of your heart yeah that's kind of part of the growing up and uh, dating and falling in love process. So mm-hmm. one last thing, sorry. No, Mel, Mel has a butt for all of this. <laughs> sorry. Be transparent with, with him with what you want true. out of this. Yeah, very because true. I think sometimes if you're not really upfront with what you actually want out of this, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a casual thing, you guys are gonna be entering this in a very unknown state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you guys are both upfront saying, I want this to be like a relationship because I like you and he knows that, then he he can fuck this shit up in a sense yeah. like 
he, the he, responsibility he, is he can't kind make of an excuse saying oh i didn't know that's what you wanted right. you know you told him up front what you wanted yeah actually yeah that's good because then you're also opening up the conversation of like this is a thing that we both want to work out and if it's difficult for him right now because he's going through sort of just all three years of baggage right Mm -hmm. then yeah you're both aware of it and you can like hold him accountable and you can also work through things with him as he's going through it too and actually build a stronger relationship that way no i definitely agree i think communication is like that will help so much but as we're saying this like i'm flipping it in my mind and realizing that even in situations where you are up front and you tell each other exactly where you stand the feelings will still get in the way yeah but the fact that you've communicated at least like it makes it a little bit better that you were on the same page. So it gives you a little bit of a sense of ownership. So he could be upfront with you and say, I still have feelings for this person. You hear that, but you're like, okay, but I still like you and things still happen. And you still might get hurt, but at least you went in knowing the circumstances. And so you don't feel taken advantage of. Agreed. Agreed. Dang, Janet's been through shit. (laughs) This is very good advice though. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to start getting like hate voicemails. (laughs) You told me to jump in. (laughs) But let us know what happens. I'm actually very curious. Because if we gave like two sets of advice, like let us know which one you end up taking and how the the results plays out. Yeah. Okay. So we have one other non-dating related one that we're just going to play because this is a segment, Dear ABG, and you can just ask whatever your heart desires. Hi, my name is Akian and I was, first of all, I love your podcast and I just wanted to ask, what do you guys think about superstitions? I'm Chinese and we have like, you know, for example, four is a valid number. So there's enough, often like lots of fours of elevators. There's no four, size, no four that labels four. And so I was wondering, do you guys follow superstitions? What do you guys think about it? And yeah, have a wonderful day, y'all. Oh, <laughs> what a sweet message. So her question is about superstitions. Do you ladies have any superstitions? Yes. Then, yeah. But I don't know why I believe in it, to be honest. I just do it. Maybe because I'm a paranoid person. Like, for example, you know when you're walking on the street and there's a pole? I like to follow the person so we don't split <gasps> the pole. <gasps> Me too. Like, is that a superstition? I don't know. It's something. I do. I do. <laughs> Wait, okay. So when that happens... When if uh, a pole splits up like me and whoever I'm with, I always say bread and but- butter stick together. Wait, why? I don't. I don't know. When? How did you start that? I don't know. I think maybe I heard it once and I was like, oh, this is a thing. Ah, I see. right. Ah. So like I've every time I heard of that one. Actually, every time my boyfriend like walks around like around the car instead of like in the same direction as me, he knows to come my direction now instead of like going around <laughs> or same with poles oh. or anything. Yep. So I'll the like, superstition attached to that is that you would, if you're with a partner, that you guys go separate ways. Like you split up if you end up splitting. Mm-hmm. I guess so. It's like you break yeah. a, you break something. The relationship will will oh, not last. I've never heard of that superstition. Yeah, I do that a lot too. Oh. And I always, whenever I'm with like someone I just met and it, we break the pole. I'm like, oh, we're not gonna be friends. I think that sometimes. Oh. Or I also knock on wood. Oh, knock on. Yeah, I do that one. Yeah. I do the knock on wood. Mel, you can say bread and butter sticks together and it'll bread be fine. Bread and butter sticks together. And it'll, it'll reverse it. <laughs> okay, good. Reverse now the pole. Now I know. <laughs> but then, is there any Asian superstitions that you guys follow? I know the Helen. Numbers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys, yeah. Numbers? Numbers yeah. are a huge one for me. Six and eight are good. Nine is good also. Three is good. Four is terrible. We all know that already. Like four means death in Chinese. Chinese yeah. It sounds like the pronunciation of the number four sounds like the pronunciation of death exactly mm-hmm. so even when it comes to, like kisses i can't leave with four kisses it has to be six or eight usually just be one and i don't know that's not fun <laughs> <laughs> like four kisses. i'm like what there's one kiss i had a thing with numbers when i was younger but it wasn't necessarily associated with like 
culture. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really liked the number. It was just for stupid reasons that like, because I liked the number seven. When I was looking for an apartment, uh-huh. originally there was one for a better value essentially on the 14th floor. Oh. Then I'm on the oh. ninth floor and my mom was like, no, you can't. You absolutely cannot. And I was like, You can't do 14, right? You can't do, yeah, anything with the number four in it. And I was, but it was like, it made total, it was like financially, it made so much more sense. Uh But she's like, no, that's like an example where I've like kind of followed. Maybe it financially made sense because a bunch of Asian people turned it down. I know, right? (laughs) She she did say, she's like, yeah, if you're not going to find another Asian buyer, if you're like, they won't, they won't want to be in the unit number four. But I was like, we're in South Park in LA. Like, I don't know how many. Nah, you made a good choice. (laughs) (laughs) But another one, I recently had a hotel hotel room for a, a work trip thing and I went to check in and the guy gives me the key and my room number was 444 oh hell no <gasps> you, really? you changed that shit right away and I did I saw it and I was like is there any way we could get like another room but um it was for a conference and so he's like the only other room we have available is like one with the really crappy view and I had a roommate and I didn't want to make the decision on behalf of my uh, roommate uh, to do that so that was like I'm just gonna suck it up and not think about it well so, how was the trip though was it it was pretty bad no (laughs) no it was it was stressful and stuff I don't I think for some of those things it's like I prefer to but in a situation like when it's can when it's more or less convenient Mm. I will abide by that superstition Mm. but if it starts to come up against other inconveniences I try to just like come on Janet snap out of it it's okay and I I take the whole like it's about your mentality and your attitude and that kind of thing but if I have a choice yeah I kind of have superstitions with the numbers me too do you guys think about is it feng feng shui or feng shui. Oh yeah. When say. it comes to like, especially with the, the bedroom, yeah. like you can't have a mirror facing your bed. Yeah. Do you remember that? I did not I know that, that until you brought it up more at uh, our friend's place. They yeah. say like your spirit will scare itself in the mirror when you're sleeping or something. Uh. That sounds freaky. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's, now you're never going to do it. <laughs> what, if it's, what if it's like next to me? I think if it's facing like your, your foot, like on the side, that might be okay. But if it's like facing directly towards, I, I usually just don't put it anywhere Any near me. Mirrors yeah. There. yeah. That sounds scary. So it's not facing the bed at all. But yeah, if you wake up and you're like staring yourself, that's already scary, right? That it's is like, really scary. No yeah. makeup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's freaky. <laughs> what are other st- Asian, or just superstitions in general? Oh, walking underneath a ladder. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even the, um, the, like the fire escape ladders. Yeah. I don't oh, walk yeah. underneath those. Because Helen works in downtown, so you probably walk by a lot of construction and things like that. So I don't think that's an Asian one, but that's just one where it's like, mm -mm. yeah, or even opening an An umbrella umbrella indoors. Whenever I see that for like Broadway plays, like don't you don't you know that's (laughs) seven years of bad luck? Yeah. Oh, or is it breaking a mirror too? If you break a mirror, breaking a mirror. Oh, interesting. So I just googled Asian superstitions. One is don't keep a turtle as a pet. Oh, I had a turtle. I have a turtle. (laughs) Oh man! But I told totally why, be, especially at work. <laughs> oh, okay. wow, interesting. Why is anyone bringing a turtle work? Oh, I guess because like the turtle is very highly valued in Chinese culture, right? Yeah. It says the uneven patterns on its shell bring too much yang energy to the office and can slow down oh. a business to the point of failure. Oh, interesting. I didn't know. I, that. Never, I didn't know that either. Well, now we know. Now we know. Okay. Well, it's oh. at home. So I'm reading the same article. Um, yeah. Helen's looking at. <laughs> I'm just reminded. I follow this superstition. I don't like sticking my chopsticks in my rice bowl. Oh, yeah. Because when I go out to eat, I see people do that. I'm just like, ooh, that's not right. I don't know why, though. It represents the incense family members burn when a relative dies. Uh, So it's said to be disrespectful and bring bad luck. That's true. Ooh, that actually reminds me. For a lot of family gatherings, my mom 
tells us to not wear white. Oh, yeah. white is you're right, what you're you right. wear to funerals for death. So it's always air on the side of like brighter colors. That's true. Or even like for wedding flowers. Sometimes I'm like, mom, I think I want white flowers. They're yeah. pretty. And yeah. she's like, no, you have to do like roses and like red and orange and purple. I'm like, what the fuck? You're like, no, no, thank you. But even like when she's cooking rice, sometimes she'll include a piece of like vegetable in the rice pot oh, so that so the rice not is white. not all white. Oh, interesting. Because I always wondered, I was like, why is there a piece of like... <laughs> ginger in here <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. that's wow i didn't i never thought about that i do like in terms of colors i'm very attracted to red like i don't wear a lot mm-hmm. of color but i always felt like red symbolizes good luck too yeah that so, is really big in chinese culture yeah. red as a color that's probably ingrained in you from like childhood i actually yeah. think that's probably it too yeah but the white thing for sure what about the not washing your hair on chinese new year i don't wash my hair a lot so i think <laughs> i'm just kidding are you good there <laughs> It's supposed to be like washing out the luck. Oh, I must be really lucky. Yeah. I'm like in here. Or even like cutting your hair, right? You're not supposed to get a haircut. Oh, really? Like, yeah, that, that, that sounds like is. it. Have you heard of like after you give birth, you can't shower mm. for mm. like a month? Yeah, I have heard of that. Actually, now you're reminding me of something. So when my aunt and my mom, after they gave birth, they can only drink a certain dish for one month yeah it's supposed it's, to be just like clean chicken or some, some yeah oh like the blackened chicken broth or something yeah something clean, to help yeah. heal ours, the body ours is um, your body. i don't want to say it in english but in manner it's mayo ji tang so sesame mm. oil chicken soup and it, it oh. is it is just like it has like wine and stuff in it too and i remember when i was younger and my aunt gave birth my grandma would come over and she'll make freaking like tons and tons of it and that's the only thing she could eat yeah same with my sister my mom only made her one dish and then like she couldn't wash her hair she couldn't do all this stuff there's actually the crazy thing is i think with the there's a lot of establishments Mm -hmm. that a lot of like international women come here and they they give birth and they're pretty much like nurses that take care of them postpartum Mm. they specialize that yeah yeah i was actually gonna say there's like a whole like chinese culture or a lot of asian culture has a lot of like ritual not rituals but like best practices Mm -hmm. around maternity type stuff like post giving birth and then that's actually that's stuff that fascinated me because my family doesn't really practice that and i was like i kind of want that like when i have a baby yeah (laughs) there's someone in my family that does that for a living she's like a nurse for like for after you give birth she takes care of the mom and the baby and so the mom's like pretty much inside for a month Mm -hmm. right yep i'm calling her up and i mean if you want sooner than later please no (laughs) well you gotta find a man for them first right (laughs) Or a sperm donor. <laughs> well, thanks so much for that question. I think we talked way too long about superstitions. If you want to leave us a voicemail, hit us up at 213-262-8776. That's 213-262-8776. And you can, again, like Janet said, send us anything. You can talk about your day, ask us some questions. If you want to give a shout out to a friend as well, we can also play some shout outs in the future. And thanks everyone for sending in your submissions. So this ends today's episode on dating. I know you guys are always curious about what's going on in our dating life or the non-existent of our dating life. Exactly. I can't even talk about it. It's a continuous, it's a continuous topic. (laughs) At least once per season. Yeah. In hopes that there'll be updates, right? (laughs) I hope to have more exciting stories to share. Me too. Janet, me too. (laughs) But thank you again so much for listening. If you guys like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes at abg-asianbossgirl. 
We're also on Spotify and Google Play Music for those of you who might be Android users. You can also find us all over social. Our handle is at Asian Boss Girl. And if you guys want to send us an email instead, we're at AsianBossGirl at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.